Miss Alford? The bat phone, sir. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. <laughs> it's Batman! Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of Batmania 66. Tonight's episode is The Cat and the Fiddle. It's the second part of... Is it only the second Catwoman story? Yep. So it's the second part of the second Catwoman story. With us, as always, is the lovely Holly. Hi. And I'm the lovely Ben. And along with the two of us, we have the, our guest, the lovely Hal. Hello. Um, you may have heard Hal's dulcet tones on Spontanea Nation and Thrilling Adventure Hour, and also uh, We Got This. Sure. Um, which he'll get to plug later for himself. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for those plugs. That's, sweet, that's the best part plugs. of the podcast. Sure. Uh, and Hal, as our guest, uh, yes. it is your duty, honor, and um, responsibility to tell us who our villain is and what their villainous plot was. Sure. Uh, our villain is the Catwoman. And in my opinion, of the three actresses who played the Catwoman in the course of the series, the real Catwoman, mm-hmm. Julie Newmar. Yeah. My favorite. She's um, amazing. But I did get to meet Lee Merriweather at Comic-Con this year. So yeah. now Lee Merriweather kind of has a... Has a, a place of honor. They're all great. Yeah. Lady, from, what, from what I understand, to a person, all very nice. Uh, and Eartha Kitt no longer with us. Is, is Lee Merriweather the only survivor? I feel like Julie Newmar maybe passed away recently. I don't know. My phone is all the way on the other side of the room, so I can't even Google. We'll never find out now. No, no, there's no, no way to know. No way. There's no, no way. way to know. With that phone no. so far away, it's over. Okay. Uh, dumbest thing I have said all night so far, I am literally sitting at a laptop, and I just said <laughs> I couldn't Google it because my computer's on the other side of the room. Phones get different information, to be fair. <laughs> That's right. The uh, internet's better on the phone. Yeah, everybody knows. That's true. So the plot that the Catwoman has has launched, and I'm coming into the second half. Do you want the the peril, the perilous, uh, the perils of Pauline trap that they're in at the beginning, or do you want just the overall criminal scheme? Um, the overall criminal scheme, because it did not actually begin until this episode, so sure. we can we can just jettison literally <laughs> everything that happened. Fantastic. Uh, her, she was uh, stealing. Both $500,000 and two Stradivarius violins that had uh, rubies in them, I believe. Uh, Did they of say- some sort? Or no, no, not rubies. Rubies was the name of the match company. Yes. Some very valuable violins. <laughs> to- in total, $1 million worth of because, cash and prizes. Because adding <laughs> jewels to Stradivarius is just overkill. Just yes. more. Well, there was the, the jeweled. Potentially mammoth. jeweled, ma- well, the mammoth was one hundred percent jeweled, and then potentially jeweled canary. Yes, in the last right. episode. we just assumed it was a jeweled canary because it was in the same room with the jeweled mammoth. I mean, so we assumed it was the jeweled animal room. Yeah, <laughs> like you do. Sure, of course. Uh, so she was planning to steal those with a series of uh, great classic Catwoman disguises and trickery. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Um, Her makeup was so uncomfortable. <laughs> It was, but that's a great, like, uh, I forgot that she almost always gets in the costume. Because yeah. the only one I remember is from the movie. Right. Yeah. She's Miss Kitka. But I don't want to, bl- I know that that's going to be a later episode. Hey, let's just talk about the movie and then <laughs> some things from the end of I'm season I'm the one two. who hasn't seen it. We skipped over the movie. I'm out of here. We skipped over the movie because I want to do a bigger episode. I want to have two or three guests for the movie because sure. it is so long. Yes. Uh, but we just haven't found the time or the schedules to make it all work Fair enough. uh but when our episode opens uh batman and robin are um tied to makeshift boy scout grills one for each of them mm-hmm. they uh, were both red they were I both red mistaken. yes holly yeah, was mistaken in the last episode <laughs> annie and i were right and uh robin's is indeed smaller than batman's which is amusing and as they, it should be as we see them struggling against their restraints uh, my first note is batman's into it like this is not, he's, he's. This is not his first time being tied down at the neck and and. Okay, okay, <laughs> real quick. Whoa, was there some like autoerotic asphyxiation things happening? Because I feel like they were kind of both into it and just like, it was uncomfortable for a minute. It was the '60s, right? Everybody was trying new things. Sure. Um, they were both hanging out with. I'm gonna get the wrong Carradine, but they were both hanging out with him offset. David. David. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, they uh, so they they do escape by means of the solar eclipse, as predicted in the last uh, episode. And the way they escape during the solar eclipse is once again Batman has done some sort of voodoo math. And, <laughs> Sixteen mm-hmm. seconds. Yes, that's my first note. Yeah. I'm like, really specifically? He's got a very very precise internal chronometer. 
Yeah, and he's also using calculus instead of just calculus. He says if my calculus is correct, yeah, like he's got to he's got to tell you what kind of math he's using. That's very important. Right. Well, well, you know, his. I'm just surprised he didn't call it bat calculus. Plus, I mean, how much danger are they in when the villains have left them with two magnifying glasses <laughs> that have handles that they can manipulate with their like? Listen, I want you to fry to death, but. If you want to move it off for a second just to catch a breath before you die, right. just use your feet to adjust this. Well, we went over. We went over the most this would do would make them pretty uncomfortable for like an hour. Yes. like they wouldn't. Well, also if they could move it, couldn't they have just moved it off of them entirely and waited yes. to be rescued? Wasn't that an option? Certainly. Yeah, that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> but but, fourteen degrees, is now. Okay, this is my question. He gave Robin the figure of 14 degrees, and it looked like they both moved each of their magnifying glasses about the same. Do you think they both had to move it exactly 14 degrees? Yes. So, okay, so not only were the villains precise enough to put them both in the same death trap, but they angled the uh, the magnifying glasses exactly the same way with well, no variation? This is why Robin's um, makeshift grill is smaller, so the angles were exactly the same. Oh, oh, it's sad. That really makes sense to me. Uh, <laughs> Justification. All That's about right. it. Um, maybe tie their feet next time. Yeah. Oh, reasonable. Yeah. That probably would have uh, been a good idea. Maybe use something other than burlap. <laughs> like you can, it's the mid sixties. Handcuffs are plentiful. But I mean, that's like, there's no way of all of the traps that they're put in over the course of the series that this is the dumbest and most easily escapable one. How? Right? How? Tell us again about the handcuff boom of the 1960s. Yes, it was the 60s. Handcuffs were all the rage. Steel prices were low, and people were manufacturing handcuffs. You could just you could just throw a rock and hit a pile of handcuffs somebody had left on the street. Handcuffs and umbrella factories were popping up like weeds in Gotham. That's right. That's what it was like. Um, sorry. Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, Robin- bat junk and robin eggs. Because there is a down angle, and there was... All bat junk all the time. No one? Just you me? Keep, are you keeping a bat junk count over the course of the series? <laughs> no, because there is there's, no, not, there's not enough, enough numbers. Yeah, no, we sure. can't. Uh, but, but I have to make note of it whenever I... I, I did have a thought watching, because they're, you know, they're, they're underoos and their capes mm-hmm. and uh, are made of silk. And all I can think of is I remember I had a pair of silk boxers <laughs> when I was like a teenager. And they were so tough to keep, like... The first time you'd wash them and dry them, they were already ruined. Mm-hmm. Right. So they must be, like, Alfred and, uh, was it Aunt Harriet? Aunt yeah. Harriet right? doesn't know about the no, costumes, No, but, but they could still be like, she's dumb enough. They could go, hey, I have this blue silk blanket in the shape of a bat wing. <laughs> do you think you could iron it out for me? Valid. This is a very valid point you bring up. Yeah. Dumb as rocks, that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's sad, because she's not dancing at the camera the way she was in the last one. Like, we don't see her at all this episode. No, she's not in this episode. Which is too bad. Do you guys know, have you already discussed this? I'm sorry, I've not listened to every episode of this podcast. But you How, discuss... I have listened to every episode of We Got This. I, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> is it good? Is it any good? That's okay, I haven't listened to every episode of this podcast no. either. <laughs> have you guys discussed the reason why Aunt Harriet is a character on the show? No. No. The, the reason why is the producers were concerned that the audience would think that Batman and Robin were gay. Because oh, yeah, because Aunt Harriet... She does not convince me of anything. living together, so like, oh, we'll put a female in there. Uh, I think that... Uh, that's that's my memory of it. I'm oh my God, sure that, I've gotten it wrong. But we'll it makes give it them a fruit fly to balance it out? Nah. It makes it so much worse, because now, instead of it being Alfred, Batman, and Dick, who are just like, cool, we gotta go save the day, now they're giving her terrible BS excuses about quote, going fishing, close quote, when they run away, or, or staying in... with a random bachelor uncle for a, for a while. It makes it so much it's, worse. It makes the lie way worse. Maybe, maybe then I'm thinking wrong, and the producers wanted you to really think <laughs> <That's> right, <laughs> that they were harboring some sort of romantic relationship. Okay, that, that makes the most sense. So let's give them a real dumb beard who lives in the house with them. Who also seems to be having an affair with Alfred. Mm-hmm. Like, the more we watch this show, the more she is scandalized by Alfred having any contact with women who aren't her, and then she's trying to get him to dance in the previous episode. Like, mm-hmm. there's... She's interested. Yeah, there's a thing oh, yeah. going on. She's throwing out lines. It's good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Batman and Robin escape their, their grills. It's the closest call we've had. And my mm-hmm. note is, getting thrown out the window was closer. 
No, it wasn't. <laughs> not the closest call. Getting thrown out the darn window yeah. was uh, way closer. Because in the last episode, uh, Catwoman, like <laughs> the most solid plan that any villain has had so far, knocks them out with catatonia, which is the name of her uh, anesthetic, and then has her henchmen throw them out a window. Just so happens they have nets outside the window, but... That was the best plan we've seen a villain go for the entire time. Catwoman's probably one of the more effective Batman villains in this world. She seems to be the most out to kill him and or bang him. Sometimes I think she both. would like to do both at yeah. the same time. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's what love is. Look, it's a non-traditional relationship. <laughs> non-traditional? It was the mid-60s. A lot of handcuffs. <laughs> a lot of, I want to marry you. I want to both F... I want to F marry and kill you right. all on the same day. Speaking of which, if you want to, feel free to curse. I think Holly and I are both censoring ourselves for you. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Let's see how this standoff goes. <laughs> Who will be the first one to oh, curse by mistake? It will be me. Okay, fair it, enough. It 100% will be me. If you break the seal, we're all going to follow suit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Excellent. And <laughs> I do have to say, when they go back to the Batcave, Batman wastes a lot of time trying to teach Robin lessons. Like... Which makes me feel like none of the crimes being perpetrated are time sensitive. Because <laughs> he's got time to go, Robin, what do you think? Remember when she said this? What do you think it means? You're wrong. You're wrong, you dumb child. <laughs> Let me explain. Which is awesome because in the Riddler episodes, Robin's the one who knows all Everything. the answers to all the riddles. Yeah, because he's a kid. He probably sits and reads riddle books. Also because he's Kaiser Sose. Yes. yes. So you, you, you said you have not listened to all of it. Holly and I both have um, operating hypotheses about the show. Hers is that Robin is the mastermind, mm -hmm. and that's why he knows the answers to all these things. And mine is that um, Bruce and Dick are such sad, broken people because of their uh, their shared tragedies mm -hmm. that Alfred has hired everyone in Gotham. And that's the reason why the stakes are so low <laughs> and why none of the crimes make any sense. And just after every every escapade, Alfred just walks around with envelopes, handing them to people full of cash. <laughs> and... Uh, Holly and I will argue because things will come up in different episodes that will uh, be points in, in one of our directions or the other. And, yeah. So, That's a great premise for the series, I have to say, Ben. Yeah. That idea of, well, of th that Alfred is paying everybody to be that criminals. Is, this is called the hedge maze, of, hedge maze of sadness hypothesis. Yes, because one of our guests dubbed it as such because the idea was that once uh, Bruce and Dick outgrew the hedge maze of sadness out back in Wayne Manor, he had to start paying people to feed into the delusion. Um, anyway, so getting out of the hedge maze of sadness and getting to... Oh, yeah, getting thrown out the window was way worse. And my next note is oh. that... Sorry, go ahead. Why, why do you think it's... Oh, what does he say? He said, Batman says to Robin, why do you think we always beat... Oh, God, yes. Why do you think we always uh, escape death and beat our villains or whatever he says? And Robin says, because we're smarter than they are. And Batman's, in a moment, I think, of clarity. Batman's like, mm, no. I like to think it's because we're pure of heart. It's like, no, because you're all dumb. That's some false modesty bullshit. See, I broke the seal for you there. Oh. That is some false modesty bullshit. I like to think it's because I'm pure of heart. No, he knows he's smarter than everybody. He's Batman. He's the that's, world's greatest detective. That's mind. right. He uses calculus to yeah. predict oh, the man. angles. He uses calculus. Can we also say when they drive, like, uh, this is my next note, uh, which is when they're out driving or just out walking around on the street, nobody cares yeah. that Batman is there or the Batmobile. Yeah, they're not they're, like, hey, look, Batman. They're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite episodes. It supports your theory. Go ahead. Uh, yes, Sorry. for sure. Uh, one of my favorite episodes, Batman and Robin go into a library and they're like, have you seen anybody strange come in? <laughs> and the Riddler has walked in through the front door previously. And she's like, nah. <laughs> nah, nothing strange for here. I mean, I'm talking to a man dressed as a bat and a boy in Spanx. So I don't know. Oh. You tell me what I think is weird. They, uh, they, they're in the Batcave and they're talking about, uh, she makes... Apparently Catwoman had made a comment about Mount Gotham, which I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I read my next note. And, and Al, uh, Alfred, uh, Batman is reading off, listing off all the different names of the mountains that are in Gotham. And one of them is Mount Gumry, which just made me laugh. Um, but Wasn't one of them Mount Sack? I didn't catch that. I think that was the first one, and I went, uh, what? You know, it's it, in... <laughs> this was a, I mean, it was a white hot hit at the time when you look back at it it's probably one of the greatest camp comedies of all time mm -hmm. the stuff that they sneak in and sneak 
snuck past. Oh yeah, probably oh, yeah. the networks at the time. That's for sure. There, um, there was a, when we told Annie about this because Annie squeed when we told her about it, and Holly and I squeed during the episode. Oh, yeah. There was a uh, straight up Music Man. Uh, we got trouble right here in Gotham City. Oh. And it was just it was just oh. wonderful. It, it made oh, me happy. Oh, Annie. Uh, I'm going to cross out one of her notes now. <laughs> this one. Boom. <laughs> and, uh, oh, uh, uh. They, they, uh, Bruce explains that there are man-made mountains as well. And First of all, that's a lot of mountains to have in Gotham City. Yeah, well. That's why it takes 14 miles to get from the Batcave to Go- to Gotham. Yeah, that's and not how mountains work, Ben. It's totally how. But which work. mountain is he under? Which mountain is the cave under? I'm guessing. Mount Do you think Zach. he's under which mountain? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> he escaped that was there. The, yeah, that was the movie that they yeah. never made. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I'm under here all along. Um. And uh, anyway, uh, they escaped from which mountain? And they are going to. Uh, they decide it's the Gotham State Building, mm-hmm. and they they are driving to. We it's get, 102 stories. We tall. get yes, 102 stories tall. We get a lot of shots of them driving, which isn't padding for the episode at all. I'm sure. No. New new stock footage. Yes, yes. Well, new what will be stock footage. Yeah. To establish that they are in fact actually driving in the Batmobile. And there's traffic going the opposite direction. That's new. Have you seen that? Have you ever been at a con where that car is out on display? The Batmobile? look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's a great car. Uh, were you, you, I assume you were at Comic-Con a few years ago when they had all the Batmobiles out by the, I'm not sure if it was the Hilton or the Marriott, but they had all of the Batmobiles out. No, I didn't. Oh my I... God. It was amazing. Because oh, they man. had them all out on display and I took... Probably a hundred pictures just of Batmobiles from different angles, <laughs> but the sixty the sixty six Batmobile is such a beautiful car. Yeah, and I think they had for well, it was like eighty Continental, is that right? Is that, is that no, it? it was a Ford Futura concept car that okay. they modified. Okay, that's your nerdy fact of the day, folks. Fantastic. And uh, they actually a few years ago started. I don't know if they still do it, but I think it was for like eighty grand or a hundred grand. They started making uh, street legal. DC licensed replica cars. Wow. Some company was selling them. And I've never wanted a car more in my life than I wanted a Batmobile of my very own. I hear that. Uh, anyway, they... Would I only be allowed to ride in it if, if I was wearing um, the Robin costume? No, but you would have to say atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed I every mean, single time. obviously. <laughs> and they... Uh... You start saying that in your car now. That makes sense. They pull up <laughs> in the Batmobile to the Gotham State Building and uh, Batman decides to pay the meter... Oh my god, really? And Robin says, no one's going to ticket the Batmobile. And Batman explains that um, uh, parking meter fees go to pay for roads, so they're going to pay it anyway. Uh, besides, Robin Robin is a scofflaw. Has anybody else noticed this? Kaiser Sose. Yeah, he's a scamp. That is a, that is a point in the Kaiser Sose column. <laughs> He's willing to skirt the laws of uh, of established society. I think in all of the conversations that have gone on about Kaiser Soze, the term scamp has never really... <laughs> watch the film back. Go watch the usual suspects again. You can see, he's got he's got the slingshot in his back pocket the whole time. Yeah, only a scamp would piss on a line of flame like Kaiser Soze did, right? Am I remembering that right at the beginning? Doesn't he do that? Doesn't he hit I haven't, some I haven't watched The Usual Suspects in a long time. Well, this is not called The Usual Suspects Mania 66, <laughs> so we'll stick a pin in it. <laughs> Hold on, pause it. Let's go watch The Usual Suspects. <laughs> and we're back. Two hours later. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, what were we talking about? I have, I have another note here about the henchmen who are waiting... Yeah, outside. yeah. Like it, it, almost most times, the henchmen are dressed in theme with whoever the villain is, <laughs> and in this case, they're wearing like uh, if somebody killed Tony the Tiger and made a robe. Yeah, those are the, those are the sort of the jackets, and they're wearing these leather caps with sort of fur ears. And I thought it looked like like a Russian Mickey Mouse. Like if if there was if Russia had made their own version of Mickey Mouse, that's what the hats were. Like, yeah, we called like them. Most, like, we called them. Uh, what did we say? It was Mickey Mouse Blizzard wear. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. Now, I, and and that scene with the henchmen, um, I couldn't tell if it was bad ADR or just bad sound mixing after the fact, because there was something slightly off about lip movement and audio oh, in that scene with those two guys. That's that my guess. Is it's ADR? That's yeah, usually probably. Well, there's what? a ton of bad when ADR in this at, show, so I'm not shocked. When they're sitting outside the zucchini house. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> what? Um, I would like to take a tour of the zucchini house. I'm sure you would. <laughs> well, it's right next to the Royal, Royal Mushroom, Mushroom Club. Club. Yeah. <laughs> Which, as Holly once put it, is a real place in Gotham. <laughs> Shut up, Ben. That's fair. <laughs> I accept uh, your premise. Um, yeah, so I wrote just, my note is just Zubin Zucchini. Like, who is naming these people? <laughs> you know they have a name guy who's sitting yeah. and a typewriter with an ashen cigarette. Just, Zubin Zucchini. Well, I'm just thinking about it because like, I'm sitting here giving away this podcast for free, and somebody made their living off of coming up with Zoom and Zucchini. <laughs> so from now on, all of these episodes are going to be $200 a piece. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I will make up all the silly bullshit names you want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> William Winkelstein. There you go. That's the first one. That was a freebie. It's 50 bucks, everybody. <laughs> Save it for the Patreon. Um, Oh, and so they're staking out the uh, uh, Zubin Zucchini. They see him leave in the armored car. Yes? Why? Why are you in an armored car? Well, it gets there. We, we get we get some explanation of it. It's because he has the vi- he's yeah. supposed to be, he has the violins, no, right? I understand that... why, but, but... why? <laughs> well, at, at this point in the episode, there's no explanation whatsoever. And next thing we see is, uh, what's her face? Catwoman. <laughs> we see actually we see Catwoman's stage makeup kit, which she has very clearly labeled as property of Catwoman. Yes, yeah. I'm going to get a suitcase <laughs> and you, I'm going to label it. If they'd had an episode where Batman found her diary and then he could just thwart all of her crimes, <laughs> she'd know exactly what she was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she knocks on the door, and an old woman comes to the door, and Catwoman asks, "Are you blah 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 so and so and so the?" Well-known recluse. Okay. I feel like calling her a recluse. Recluse? 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 Is rude. It's super rude. Don't do that to people. Well, and, okay, at this point, all we know is that um, Zubin Zucchini has rented the 102nd floor of the building. We don't know why. Right. Um, So my note at that point was, would, would a recluse answer her door? Or go out to a fancy party? Because at this point, it seems like it's some sort of fancy get-together. Oh yeah. Um, I I wrote uh, for this Catwoman visits Grey Gardens. <laughs> right. As I really wanted to get a look inside that house at like the furniture made out of old newspapers and the and empty just, cat tins. Yeah, empty cat tins, and her mother's still alive and is two hundred years old Hell somehow. Goes at the door. So um, good. And then Those glasses. Come on. Yeah. She then she Come gasses on. her with her finger. Yes. <laughs> which why didn't she use that again? Yeah, well, did she only have one, one right, cylinder? One charge, one charge. I thought that might be the case because of the way she was holding her hand. Like it, it all felt very awkward. Did anyone else get that? Like I'm like, well, she, yeah, like that... she was really con- like they only had one. They're like, we got one shot, guys. <laughs> Do not fuck this up. See, you did it. I did it. You did it. You really did. broke the seal. And uh, I usually, <laughs> that's the worst of them. Which one? The fuck. Oh, oh, now I did it. Um, anyway, they they Ooh, gas ben, they gas the uh, they gas the old lady, mm-hmm. and then the next armored car driver comes out and knocks on the door, and uh, Catwoman comes out as the old lady. Yeah. Um, oh wait, can we point out that she has five hundred thousand dollars because it was pulled out of the <laughs> Christmas Club account? Yes. Which it, which I I'm grub Jewish, so forgive me. I assume somebody here is not Jewish and will, and will confirm this for me. But a Christmas club account is where you put money away specifically to buy Christmas gifts for people, right? It's It was um, – as a Jew, I will answer this question. Fantastic. Um, it was uh, just a savings account that was specifically supposed to mature at the end of uh, – get, get its dividends at the end of the year. Okay. So, yes, it was specifically the idea being that it would be there for Christmas. But it was just – as I understand them, they were just savings accounts. They okay. weren't – Anything really that special? I see. I don't know. Fair enough. Well, as, if, as a as being the a, kind of Jew whose grandparents celebrated Christmas because they thought it was a happier holiday. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I, well, most of our holidays are built around war and violence, and, right? And and desperation. Thank yes. God these supplies lasted for <laughs> for a whole week. Yeah, my father describes every Jewish holiday as they tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is it's pretty fair. It's accurate, yeah. But who is she spending half a million? If she's a recluse, and assuming she doesn't have the Grey Garden's mother living there with her, 
Who's she getting half a million dollars? Do you ever think that she for? put ten dollars in there when she was twenty years old, and because she became a recluse, <laughs> yeah. now there's five hundred grand in the in the Christmas well, account? She invested in steel, so when handcuffs hit big, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> she became super rich. Oh, sorry. I want to bring up going back a little bit. Zubin Zucchini is a sulfur magnate. Yes, he cornered the match business. Yes, and that's why that's why I thought Rubies because it was the Ruby Match Company. Yes, that's how he made all of his money. Can I state for the record that? They start. They said the whole match thing, and I'm like, "What does that have to do with cats?" Like I was sitting there, like trying to figure out. I'm like, "I'm gonna get to you the bottom what, of this." You know what that had to do with cats? Exactly as much as stealing a catalog, a catamaran, <laughs> and mittens has to do with cats. I stand by cats and mittens. They're adorable, and everyone should do it. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, armored gonna, car driver. I'm gonna state again that her makeup makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, what, the eyebrows? No, the oh, eyebrows no, the, are great. Oh, the, oh, the no, one the old the... lady makeup when she has a beard. <laughs> yeah. Anyone? Anyone? And her eye area is really white and the rest well, of her face like is... Well, like that. The, whole, the yeah, shadowing, yeah. Oh, the shadowing oh, here to like, make it look like a beard. Like, like it's not on purpose. Like Cesar Romero. She refused to shave before she put the makeup on. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, Julie Newmar is a saint. She is. She's also 82 and still around. Did you Google it? I, I did the internet. And uh, she gets in the armored car with the young armored car driver who talks to her without watching the road. And it was driving me insane because he was staring at her for way too much of that conversation. She was hitting on him, too. Oh, yeah. All the way. Also, uh, in that conversation, he says, my name is Ralph Staphylococcus. <laughs> yes. But my friends call me Ralph, <laughs> implying that most times friends address each other by their first and last name all the time. Or maybe just their last name, like in gym class. Hey, Staphylococcus. <laughs> True. True, but like, quick coughing on the other kids. You only use somebody's first and last name when you haven't seen them in a long time. Or, they're, like, or they're in trouble. Ralph Staphylococcus, how are you? <laughs> Actually, I get addressed by my first and last name a lot. Why? Are you always in trouble? No. Well, mm-hmm. No, that's only no. when they use their middle name, too. Yeah, middle name is when it gets real, but a lot of people call me by my full name. Why do you think that is? Are you? Because so it fits into the Winnie the Pooh song so well. <laughs> Are you not as close with your friends as Ralph Staphylococcus? Apparently, I'm not. No, I actually grew up with think... another girl named Polly. Mm-hmm. So then, a lot of the people that I've known. So it's just Holly McKay. Holly McKay. Do you think he has to correct people though, Ralph Staphylococcus? It's just Ralph now. <laughs> Do you think he dropped it legally? Yeah. I don't know what happened to my other earring. Oh, Catwoman stole it. <laughs> there's dun, dun, dun. no cats on this. No, the other one had cats on it. <laughs> well, of course there's not. There's no cats yeah. in America. And the streets are paved with cheese? There are no cats in America. So put your mind at ease. <laughs> what have I walked into? <laughs> That's a little insight into Holly's and my friendship. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, watch the road with three exclamation marks. <laughs> um, the next thing she gets to she gets to the Gotham State Building. Oh, sorry. I, one more thing about the oh, yeah. armored car. I guess I, I have the note here, is that the armored car company hires the dumbest drivers on the planet. He was very handsome. Though. Like, not aware at all. Like, <laughs> she's talking into her jewelry, and she's like, oh, I've bought, like, clearly oh, it's a like guy's the- like, the guy's like, I just murdered five kids, and now I'm going to steal the <laughs> necklace. He's like, oh, what's that? She goes, oh, it's my, it's my 11-year-old. Yeah, he well, likes he to sure play cats and voice. robbers. Yeah, I mean, come on. I said cats and you robbers, did didn't cats I? cats and robbers. Perfect. I'm like, I don't know that game. <laughs> it's where people come in and steal your cat. Uh, what? Yeah, it happens. Happens all the time. So, so Gotham is basically populated with the dumbest human beings oh, in yeah. all of America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, mostly just the police force, but there's a few oh, others as well. Um, and they, uh, Ralph Staphylococcus. Uh, <laughs> He was Call really him Ralph. Looking. You're a friend now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I'm not. And he, yeah, he just he just buys a hook, line, and sinker. Okay, you're 11 year old who's got the deepest voice around. Um, 11 year old like, nephew likes to play cops and robbers, and she tells nephew to go to Plan B. They pull up, and Ralph hands her a giant bag with. $500,000 just written on the side of the burlap sack. That's how much, that's how you know how much is in there. Yeah. Because it's on the side of the bag. Um, Common I, bank procedure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're almost out of $500,000 bag. Somebody better bring some more from the back. Just cut that million one in half. <laughs> um, 
part of me wanted it to be dynamic because she tips the guy and I wanted the number on the side of the bag to go down. <laughs> or like, and to be like, oh, hold on. And like, scratch it out and write. Right, exactly. With just X. And she tips the guy for being so sweet, which makes me think, yeah, she was kind of sweet on him. And she looked, she looked visibly disappointed when he said he had three kids. And was married. And was married, yeah. It wouldn't matter to Catwoman, like, if the later comic book Catwoman wouldn't care, right? No. She's a criminal. She seems to have a lot of respect for She's a criminal, not structure. a homewrecker. That's true. <laughs> she has standards. That's right. Uh, you don't and... just go around stealing another woman's man? Jesus. So, uh, yeah, my, okay, the episode doesn't bring up the fact that he is selling violins until after we see Zubin Zucchini enter the building with two violin cases. And so I immediately I, thought he was a gangster. Uh, my note is... Just with small guns? Yeah. <laughs> my note is, is he carrying the money in violin cases? I didn't know what was happening. Um, <laughs> this episode keeps you guessing. Yes. <laughs> series keeps you guessing. Yes. Uh, but he's uh, Zucchini is up there with his violins... It was a strange sentence. And Catwoman comes in as whatever her face is, the recluse lady. And one of the things I wrote is shaky hands because when she is sabotaging the elevator, which first of all has a giant Frankenstein style on off switch. Yes. Um, like all elevators do. She is really committing to the character of the old lady. Because if you notice, while she's doing all those sabotage things, she's still having the shaky hand. Yep. She's and like, when it's just her and the henchmen, I know I'm jumping a little bit ahead here, but she's still talking in her old lady voice. Yeah, well, you know, you never know. She's method. Yeah. And she After could meowing. get caught. She could, get, she could turn in the henchmen and still commit the crime. See, she's always, always, always be criminaling. A, B, C. <laughs> also, uh, I pointed this out here because oh, we're going to find out a later. Take <laughs> Second prize, you're fired. Please yeah. write that down. Always be criminalizing. Or criminaling. Um, we, we find out later on that the only switch to turn the elevator on and off is on the 102nd on the- floor of this building. Uh, so, you know, it's just poor engineering. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, first I went, is there one on every floor? Yeah, you would think. Or do they have to, like, go and get off at every floor to turn them all on? Like, do you think it just turns on? off that floor? Just, all right, 102nd floor is down again. No, so because we saw they were at the bottom, and he needed the rocket. Yeah, but do you think they maybe they were just only pressing the hundred and second floor button, like they didn't think to press one hundred and one? <laughs> There's no button like that on the outside. That's on the inside. You yeah. just hit the up button. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. I think what happened was the person who designed the building and installed the elevators knew who the engineer for the building was and hated him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like. This motherfucker's going to have to go up to the 102nd floor. And guess what? I'm going to put in some shitty elevators. I'm going to really make it work. And inside the little door, you can't see it, is inscribed, Fuck you, Jerry. Yes. I yeah. think you. I think that's right. All right, canon. Put it in the encyclopedia. It's there. Yes. Uh, and so she's turned off the elevator with the giant switch. Yes. And she's told her henchmen to go hide out on the ledge of the 102nd floor. Oh, wait, real quick. When Batman looks up... Wait, did Batman get there yet? Never mind. Jumping ahead. Carry on. Um, and so they're hiding there. Batman and Robin pull up. And they pull up with police in tow. Um, there's both an unmarked car and, and a marked police car. Commissioner Gordon, Chief O'Hara, and a couple of uniformed officers come out. Potatoes. <laughs> right. Potato, uh, Potato O'Connor, right? Yes. Comes out, and they look up. That That is not a 102-story building. <laughs> that, is, that is a 20-story building tops. It, it disappears into the horizon. It was built like... No, so. I can see the top of that building. <laughs> it, was, it was built by Trump. Everything has five times its actual value. Yeah, that story, that building, 102 stories. That's You're right. welcome. And people were shorter back then. <laughs> It was the oh, mid '60s. Do you think it was like Main Street? <laughs> do you think it was like Main Street at Disneyland, where everything's three quarters size on the second floor? Yeah, so it looks. Yeah, and everything looks. It looks uh, shorter it, when you're walking in and longer yeah. when you're walking out. I have a really quick question. Yes. Have you guys ever been to a wax museum where it's three quarters height? <laughs> no. No, that sounds terrifying. It is. <laughs> Who would do that to <laughs> anybody? Uh, there's uh It's uh. Where is it? Cannery Row. 
in uh, a place that's in the in the northern areas. San Francisco. No. Monterey. That's the ticket. There you go. Where uh, Cannery Row lives. Fair enough. And there's a Cannery Row uh, wax museum, and the wax figures are three quarter size, and it is terrifying. There is. This is fantastic, <laughs> but um, it's also terrifying. In, in, um, in. Oh, I think it was in. Uh, the gosh, it was in the South. In in I want to say West Virginia because I saw it when I was a kid in Washington D.C. There is a museum um, that has an exhibit about Charles Guiteau, the man who shot James Garfield, mm-hmm. and some of the things are interactive where they'll play audio and stuff. The last tableau in this thing is the scaffold, and there's a button that says press here, and my brother and I as kids were too scared to press it. Because it really seemed like it was going to have this, this not wax figure, but this semi-animatronic of Charles Gateau stepping to the gallows. And we're like, nope, don't need to see this. <laughs> we just sort of walked away. Oh, my God. Yeah, you sit at a grandstand and you press another button. He pops up. Yeah. He says, I want to be ambassador to France. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and, sorry, we get to another great reference that they threw in in this particular episode. Which is they're looking up and they're seeing the hench people. We're just throwing around the word great now, huh? No, this is actually great. I loved it. Every no, moment of it. None of it. And uh, Commissioner Gordon asks, is it a bird? <laughs> and somebody else asks if it's a plane. And they're like, no, it's henchmen. <laughs> My note on that is, boo! <laughs> I will admit, it's a little bit of a letdown. Uh, but I thought it was wonderful. No. They only had one superhero ever cross over with him, right? Yeah, and it the wasn't green, a DC hero. Yeah, Green Hornet pops out of one of the yeah. windows Yeah, uh, with Bruce Lee. Yes, Green Hornet and Kato pop out. Yeah. Really? Yes. Because that was like the big... Once the show became popular, mm-hmm. celebrities wanted to be on it. The two things you could do was be a villain or pop out of the window and do a cameo. I've caught we- some window poppers. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, by caught, I mean I go to Ben. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> what? Who's that? What? Huh? Oh, he didn't say the thing that I would know him from. Uh, yeah, so we've had we've had Jerry Lewis and we've had Dick Clark, mm-hmm. and we had somebody who both Holly and I were like, I don't know who that is, uh, and we haven't gotten to Sammy Davis yet. Okay, that's the one we're excited for. Sure. Don't what? I didn't know. Yeah. Well, when I say we, it's the royal we. Uh, to be sure, to be, to be fair, the show's been out for almost fifty years. <laughs> spoilers, everybody! Spoilers. <laughs> no, I didn't know. He said we, and I was like, "Are we weeing this?" I didn't know we were weeing this. <laughs> oh, you're part of it now. You yeah. guys are nineteen oh, sixties um, handcuffed Holly, together. Holly likes to explain this to guests, but I didn't tell her there were more than a hundred episodes until after we started the podcast. <laughs> well, you know, you don't want to go like ten episodes, twenty episodes, and then be done. You want to hang in. I had agreed already, but it was it wasn't. I thought you know it was you know. What is it like forty like, fifty episodes? Yeah, I didn't idea. know we were going crazy. When this is the number one podcast in the world, you'll well, be like, I'm expecting I'm that glad. to happen next week. We've got Hal Lublin on tonight. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm your rocket to the stars. That's right. I'm just trying to get through this so I can do my Twilight Zone podcast that I want. <laughs> and our and our um, Lord of the Rings podcast, which we have dubbed Talking Tolkien. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, but we're not really doing that one. I'm really doing Twilight Zone. And Batman decides that they don't have time to send Chief O'Hara's police officers up 102 flights of stairs, which I think is reasonable because I've looked at Chief O'Hara and some of his officers. It would yeah. take him about a week. If it took the Ghostbusters that long to climb all those flights of stairs, <laughs> these have, cops would be dead halfway up. They'd have to set up base camp and get a couple of Sherpas to help out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> K2, the ultimate high. Um, <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Somebody we had to restaff up. the police force after the Gotham State Building tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Every every group of police officers gets a little bit higher and they pass the skeletons in police uniforms. They ate they Potato O'Connor first. Oh, yeah. no, not Potato O'Connor. Um, and so Batman decides he's going to use the Bat Jets, which he was making in the first episode. When he said bat jet, I was excited. I thought we were going to see a plane. Mm-hmm. Or at least a jet pack. Actually, I was more excited when he popped the trunk and I thought it was a jet pack. I was super <laughs> excited. Just wait. You'll see a jet pack. There oh, I know it's there, pack. but I, I didn't know when. Well, I know you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Holly I'm, knows. I'm, I, my memory of this is very scattered. Like we've established, my memory is not solid. Um, 
So, and, yeah, there's things they do not So, yeah, know. he takes out the bat bottle rockets. They're not jets. Mm-mm. They're supposed to be able to shoot 500 miles? Is that what he said last episode? Yes, and then shoot 500 more just to beat the rockets to shoot 1,000 miles and fall right at your door. I'm leaving. <laughs> She'll be back, everybody. Anyway, he, uh, he straps the bat jets to the bottom of the shutdown elevator because mm-hmm. he explains that it'll have enough uh, enough lift to get one of them all the way up. Although he does say they're untested, so it'll either get him all the way up there or just explode and kill him. And he stands in the corner of the elevator, legs akimbo, mm-hmm. um, in in what is a very undignified position. He's just braced for survival. <laughs> and then when it takes off, he starts shaking as if he's in, as yeah. if he's in like some crazy gemini 5 rocket yeah it was super uncomfortable to watch <laughs> it was yeah it was and it, it, it was it lasted a long time in that position and also i mean the camera angle on that what did annie dub it cotton crotch yes cotton crotch Woof. <laughs> uh cotton crotch uh for those who did not listen to annie's episode refers to when the um cotton material of the crotch of your tights sticks out uh, outside of your bat panties yeah, she has it listed right here. I have it. Or I have her notes in front of me. <laughs> so how can cross Just, that out now? All it says is cotton crotch. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that I'm going to circle. <laughs> and put a thumbs up next to it. And uh, everyone will be auctioning off Hal's notes on H- Annie's notes yeah. for charity. <laughs> uh, the, uh, we see the interaction of um, Zucchini, who sounds like an old mobster. Um, mm-hmm. Can it? Can I spoilers this right yeah. now? So when Batman was getting into the elevator, I went, where's Robin? Oh, he's zucchini. Yeah. And yes. that's exactly what my note says. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, Robin is, in fact, undercover as zucchini. He chastises Catwoman for tipping the driver with what is supposed to be his money for the Stradivariuses. Yes, because it's short. She short. tipped $1,000 in 1966. The guy did not react commensurate with getting a thousand dollar tip he's really dumb he doesn't understand <laughs> like, she only handed him like two bills though yeah, yeah five hundred dollar bills yeah. <laughs> as i recall um uh oh god alexander hamilton is on no aaron burr it's one of those shooting guys is on the five hundred dollar bill it must be burr because hamilton's on the 10 yep yeah which i knew as soon as i said it <laughs> and i only know that because of mark gagliardi in the very first drunk history because I don't think about who's on the 10. Nobody does. Who thinks about who's on the 10? Nobody cares about the $10 bill. Nobody cares. I mean, I would love to have some $10 bills. Don't Let's, get me wrong. It's the first to run out in a cash That's right. Register. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mark is, uh, Hal is all about the Hamiltons. All about the Hamiltons. <laughs> all about them. Stack them up. That's right. That's right. Oh, oh there is a moment where Robin uh, reveals he's in disguise. And I love that he tore off the mustache first because before he took the hat off, he looked just like the Hamburglar. <laughs> like the real Hamburglar, not the new, like, like straight creep and will break into your house and put on all your underwear and then steal the Hamburger's Hamburglar. I mean, like that original big eared. He looked exactly like the Hamburglar. It was great. I wish I, like, I just somebody out there must he have. He looked like the real Hamburglar. Yeah, the real Hamburglar. Not this fake not this fake hamburger. Not this Kaiser Soze hamburger who's okay. running around. All right, really quick, really this, this quick. offshoot of the underpants gnomes. Yeah. Really quick into um, terrifying reimaginings of mascots. Is anybody else terrified by the new Lemonheads kid? I haven't even seen the new Lemonheads kid. Oh my kid. god, the new Lemonheads kid is this weird, creepy CGI-ish, like like when they take cartoon characters and somebody photoshops a real photo of them Mm -hmm. it's like somebody did that to the cartoon of the lemonheads kid and it's hideous like the stuff of nightmares um we'll be posting it now um and (laughs) what was i gonna say oh uh so robin reveals himself to be the the hamburger i didn't say (laughs) would be great if he'd opened up that a bunch of hamburgers fell out with a little sign that just says boo you were hoping I would say it. his crotch I, was bared for the world to see. I was hoping for that. Non-cotton crotch. <laughs> no bat junk. And uh, uh, where are you? the bat jets? Um, Robin, yeah, Robin undercover, mm-hmm. and that uh, Robin 
again, in about four seconds, is subdued by the villains because Robin <laughs> is useless. And also, he's paying them and doesn't want to get hurt. Again, again, great plan. They're about to chuck him out 102 stories. They're mm-hmm. throwing him the wrong way. Nobody throws somebody out the window feet first. How many people have you thrown out a window, Holly? Shut up, Ben. I can't talk about it. It might be one more if you're not careful. Oh. She's very a pro- careful. Holly is a professional defenestrator. <laughs> Which, you don't know that word? It's no. my favorite word in the English language. The word defenestrate means to throw someone or something out a window. Actually, out or through a window. Interesting. It, to me, it is the greatest thing in the world that there was somebody doing enough throwing <laughs> through windows. Like, you know what? We should really have a word for this. <laughs> um, so they're about to defenestrate Robin feet first. And Batman... Oh, the narrator jumps in. Like, we're at the end of the episode. And I thought, wait a minute. Is this a three-parter? What's, what's about to happen? And so Batman comes in at the last minute and tells the hench people... Drop him right now, and if you don't, I'll know the reason why. I want to know the reason why. The reason why seems somewhat untoward to me at this point. <laughs> we can never know the reason why, for sure. We can only just imagine in our minds and hearts what that reason might be. The reason why is a mystery of the cat burglar's code. Yeah. <laughs> but is it because Robin's their boss? Yes. Yes, Batman's figured it out. Now he's just playing possum for the rest of the, for the, rest of the show. Yeah. And... They <gasps> is he in on it too? Batman? No. That was... Isn't it, don't they haven't they also pulled out the getaway rocket by then? The big purple with just bicycle a, handles on it. Just about to. <laughs> to which I wrote getaway death trap because it is not aerodynamic. It is going to shoot out the window and then go straight down. Well, the the red box on it. At first, before I saw that it was the one that had the button that said ignition on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, they left the coin collection box on it, and they stole it from the front of a Safeway. Uh, that's brilliant. All I could think of is like a tandem rocket. <laughs> like it's like a tandem bicycle, but for rocket. Yeah, it's yeah. very romantic. Just, <laughs> to, you know, it's Valentine's super, Day. It's a super intimate ride, guys. Yeah. You and your yeah. significant other mount a rocket built for two. <laughs> or four. Yeah, grip on. Yeah, or four, no judgment. It was the mid-60s. You hold on to those bicycle handles. Handcuff yourself to the rocket. And, yeah. And um, <laughs> all those spare So they are those. trying to escape as Batman... Um, oh, Batman convinces the thugs not to throw him out the window just by saying, give him back. And they're like, okay. So they throw him towards Batman. Uh, he slides on the table. Batman is untying him. They are on what I am now referring to as the jalopy rocket because they can't get the engine to turn over. <laughs> um, I'm going to borrow technology, I'm very borrow unreliable phrase from Holly. Rockets don't work like that. <laughs> that's, not how, that's not how you rocket. Yeah. And oh, and uh, eventually, uh, all of them are fighting. Oh, and the gossip columnist has shown up seemingly from nowhere. His mm-hmm. suit is dapper. Yes, it's a very nice suit. Well, he's, he's very well put together. He's a prominent gossip columnist. Jack, His suit was lovely. Mrs. O'Shea didn't raise no fool, is all I'm saying. And uh, they're fighting. Ro- uh, Catwoman decides to give up and just take everything. So she grabs the 499,000. Did two... you skip the good grammar is essential? Oh, I, oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly what Robin says to warrant such, such correction. Easily? So pick, take so care you of won't easy? escape so easily. Yeah, he, he says, well, you, you won't escape so easy next time or something like or that. He said that whatever, he says, he's, whatever he says is incorrect, Batman corrects, corrects him. him and yeah. says good grammar is essential. Again, this is coming from the man who just last episode said something was rather unique. Yes, correct. What, he's such a he's so pedantic. Yes. It's really annoying. But also, but also again, going back to um, nothing in Gotham seems all that time sensitive. You'd think that was a bit of feedback that could have waited until after the fight. Batman, he wouldn't have remembered. Yeah, he'll never <laughs> skip a teachable moment. He'll never skip a teachable moment. And uh, Catwoman decides to try and escape. She grabs all the stuff, the two violins and the money, and goes out onto the ledge. Are we going to just skip my, my whole on Monopia fight? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Huh? I have one job, Ben. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Crunch, thunk, crack, and crack was like dashed out. It was like C dash R dash. Oh, because it's weird. a longer one. It's like a it's crack. crack. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Wham, three M's. Pow, biff, boff, and then much later was kapow. Yep. Uh, this I 
are you guys uh, familiar with Sporkle, the website? It's no. Like a quiz website. Like you go on and you pick a category and it'll say like um, – They'll give you eight minutes. It'll say, name all 50 states, and you'll enter them one at a time, and then they'll fill in as you enter them. Mm-hmm. So they have tons of categories, one of which is the Batman TV show, and you have to name all of the sounds that were made during the fight. So if you hold on to that notebook, take the Sporkle quiz, oh. and see if you can get all... There are, like, somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, 75 to 100 total that are used. How are you it supposed tells you to... how many times they're used in the how show. How are you supposed to enter the O with the face in it? <laughs> Uh, that's do do I don't want to ruin the That's an quiz old command. You. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see. It's like putting in the N with the tilde over it. You have to know. Special command. That's right. I uh, still need to figure out how to make the question mark with the exclamation point in it. The Interrobang? Yes. <laughs> Interrobang. Is that another Batman villain from one of the other <laughs> yes. episodes? Uh, but it's it's first and last name. It's Interrobang. Sure. Of course. Is that your drag name? It is now. <laughs> uh, where was... Oh, um, she's out on the ledge. She only sings to Schoolhouse Rock songs. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, everybody. This is going to be our next web video. It's happening. And by next, you mean first. I've done a web video before. That sounds dirty when I say it like that. <laughs> you also sound like a grandpa. I've done one of those web videos. <laughs> I've been on the internet. I was half of that. Who wants to see a movie couple? Um... If you haven't seen that, that's a great, great viral video from the earlier days. of This is from like 2007, 2008. Just everybody go to YouTube and look up who wants to see a movie. You'll, you'll And watch it on your real player. Yeah, or who wants to make a movie, I think is what it is. It's great. I, I won't say any more about it than that. I, I will say, however, when Catwoman goes out onto the ledge, uh-huh. that's a perfect Catwoman escape. Because you would expect her to be like a gymnast and... But she's she's not. Yeah, she's having real trouble out there. And my favorite moment is the over when she looks down and we get the overhead shot of the street. You see some terrible driving because there's a car <laughs> in the middle lane that cuts another car off to make a left hand turn. And it's very brief, but you watch it go. I think they just caught like they were just they like just went out down, to like Burbank yeah. and shot straight down, and they caught some prick just driving horrifically. And and now. Uh, now really processing the episode, I think that it was uh, Ralph Staphylococcus. <laughs> oh, he was back in his civilian car? Yeah. He, no, he, he like, just went and thousand, bought that car. I got $1,000 burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah. He just figured out what $1,000 was. <laughs> well, I could spend it on stuff. And, and, he just went to and he's driving super quick because he is ditching his family. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking this $1,000 to Cuba. See you later, three kids. <laughs> I'm a millionaire now. <laughs> Oh, Ralph, come back. Your yeah. family misses you. <laughs> Went out for a pack of cigarettes 50 years ago. <laughs> oh, also, when they go to throw, when Batman gets uh, thrown. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. This is later. Uh, forget it. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, Just going to put a pin in that. She's out She's out on the ledge, uh, wobbling and about to fall over to her death. Possibly her real death this time. Mm-hmm. But she is clutching the uh, the money and the two violins. And Batman and Robin lean out and try to convince her to come back in because there's no there's no there's no way but doom out there. I think they should have gone out the window and be like, and like you know you yeah. rub your fingers together. Just, yeah, the way you get cats to come back turn, in. Turned on the can opener with nothing in it. <laughs> <laughs> Shook the treat container. Yeah, just a little bit, little bit of uh, catnip just on the windowsill. Just just a little trail of it. <laughs> and uh, they're trying to get her to back get back in. And she goes, but what about the money and the violins? And thankfully, Robin says the violins were fake. Because I was worried about this the whole time. Like, are, are these the real violins? Because that seems irresponsible. <laughs> but wouldn't have been surprising in the slightest. Well, it wouldn't have right. been surprising if they had just never mentioned whether or not they were the real violins. <laughs> um, and Robin, uh, Batman and Robin tell her to just throw it. Somebody will pick it up when it hits the ground or get hit by it and die is my note. The, yeah, that the bag money. of money was being used as a weapon earlier. Oh yeah, God. it's very dangerous. It, it hit Robin in the back of the head and he reacted like it was a sack of bricks. Yeah, yep. twice, right? Yeah. She hit him twice. Yeah, she did. Yeah, so some poor sap is going to get killed by half a million dollars. No. By $499,000. Yeah. <laughs> that is what I want that guy's last words to be. Wham! Feels a thousand light. 
and so this is so sad. Batman throws her a bat line and she ties it around her waist and immediately falls. Bat line, mm-hmm. aka rope. Yeah. Yeah. Bat rope. And she immediately rope. falls. Um, Batman is trying to pull her up, and Jack O'Shea, who just proves himself to be kind of a jerk, just goes oops and pushes Batman out the window too. Actually, he says oops. Batman says oops as he falls. He <laughs> Does he? He goes oops, which is the greatest <laughs> moment. As if like there's some there's some serious psychological problems going on with Batman. We all know this. That's what drives him to do what he does. But this version of Batman, where he's like. You know that sign that sign that sign that people take is weak, where you say uh, "I'm sorry" all the time. You're yeah. apologizing for things that aren't your fault. He gets pushed out of a window and goes, "Oops, <laughs> oopsie." Do you think is the, it, I don't. That's not sociopathy, right? When when you don't care if you live or die. I mean, what is that? Because it. Do you think that's just? Do you think that's just the the outward manifestation of his weird depression? Just. Oops, gonna die now. I think it's low self-esteem. Like, oops, I made it. I clearly made a mistake letting myself get pushed. I was right in the way of that guy's hands. Oh, I'm such a klutz. Um, oops. So now Batman and Catwoman are are holding on to the same rope at the same level, and Robin immediately develops super strength mm-hmm. and starts pulling two fully grown human beings <laughs> up by a very thin rope. Well, he is circus folk. Yes. <laughs> he has that carny strength. Uh, like that kind of strength that lets you save your family when they're crushed under the tilt a whirl. Well, yes, but not from falling to their death in a in an acrobatic act. Right. There's some things even he can't do. You alright there, Holly? I'm so sad. <laughs> um, it's okay, he grows up to be the hamburglar. He's a despicable criminal. <laughs> rubble rubble. <Yeah>. And <laughs> And uh, he pulls them both up. Meanwhile, well, uh, Catwoman is is hitting on Batman. She goes, "You saved my life." I'm like, "Bitch!" He just clung on to you when he was flying out the window. <laughs> like, I think but you're even right now. What I like about what I like about it is you just saved my life. What's that guy doing? <laughs> um, she's like, "Hey, you seeing anyone?" <laughs> like, uh, timing. Right. Are you going to shake him off if he says no? <laughs> well, she, she already elbows? tried to make him jealous by saying she's rebuffed both the Joker and the Penguin hey, in the last episode. guess what's not going to make anybody jealous? I'm not going to go out with the Penguin either. And the Joker, not until he fixes that mustache situation. Um, anyway, they get pulled up. So the next thing we see is... Uh, so very slowly. Like, yes. the rope moved once. Well, you know what? They weigh a lot, even with super strength. Yeah. It's it's like uh, it's like Fezzik in Princess Bride. He's carrying two people. It's going to take a little bit. Huh. And totally it, makes sense. The physics work out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Science with a capital just, C. Just, just like, like the different size episode. grills. This is all this <laughs> right. is same same world, same physics. It and was the mid sixties. Right. One science, please. That's right. The mid sixties when colors were brighter and science was weirder. Mm-hmm. And handcuffs flowed like wine. <laughs> Uh, the, we cut to Commissioner Gordon's office where, uh, they're being, Catwoman has apparently been sentenced already because they know she's going away for 10 to 20. Mm-hmm. She's handcuffed to a lady cop. Yes. A very cranky lady cop. Which at first I thought was the recluse all done up. No, the recluse was Catwoman. <laughs> Both times. I know. Okay. But at first, but at first I'm like, is that, is that just her and she's just pissed at Catwoman? <laughs> but she's handcuffed to a lady cop and... Again, does the whole, hey, Batman, uh, you know, another time we could have bagged. Bagged? Banged? Done it. I'm done. All right, she, everybody. She uh, goes, I'm going to go home. Hal and Holly are going to finish up. It'll be fine. She goes, hey, sailor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And With her weird painted-on eyebrows that are mascaraed up, which I guess is supposed to be. I don't know what feature of a cat that's supposed to replicate, or if it's just like, it's been a tough day and I wear this mask. No, that's how she, it was actually Julie Newmar's idea to make her look more cat-like, and oh. it's because of, like, fluffy cat face, you know, like, fluffy cats Fair have, enough. like, eyebrows. Nice. Um, the reason it looks so weird, because her eyebrows are always like that, mm-hmm. is because she's not wearing the mask. So it ah. looks super duper weird. Yes. Without the mask, it looks very weird. Also, I don't think they're gonna just hand her, uh, some whatever mask, it's not mascara. 
An Some eyebrow, eyebrow pencil? pencil, I guess. Because she'll stab everybody in right. my way. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Um, first of all, the Gotham penal system has proven time and time again to be really incompetent. Um, it's run it, by the Staphylococcus family. That's yeah. <laughs> and that just sounds unstan- unsanitary. And the um, the she asks if she can be let go to seemingly kiss Batman, who for the first time is way more way more e- demonstrably way more into it than usual. Because usually Batman's just like, oh yeah, I'd bag you if it was different circumstances. This time he actually like seems into it. Leans in for the kiss, and instead of kissing him, oh, God. Catwoman meows and then nuzzles his face. Oh, that makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, so uncomfortable, please stop meowing. <laughs> That's my note. That's my last note of this episode. So uncomfortable. He loved it, though. Oh, he yeah. was way he into it, it, and it made me even more uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, Commissioner Gordon asks Batman if he's blushing, and Batman's like, no, it's just the um, heat of the day. Like, really weak. Like, the cat in heat of the day? So hot out. Oh. Right. I've never had to lie before. Right. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Am right. I doing it right? <laughs> what am I doing with my hands? Thank God she didn't mess up my peach lipstick. And that brings us to the end of this particular Catwoman story. Uh, the next episode coming up is going to be episode 38 called The Minstrel's Showdown, which probably isn't nearly as racist as I think it sounds like it is. <laughs> Boy, I sure hope not. <laughs> Are you okay, Ollie? I just got an idea of what that episode would be. And uh, and it's awful. So we have come to the ever-present and ever-wonderful plugging hour. Hal, what do you have to plug for us this evening? When is this dropping? Let me... Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. First of all, everybody, happy Monday. Second of all, uh, if you're going to be in Atlanta Labor Day weekend uh, and you are coming to Dragon Con which is in downtown Atlanta. You can come see Mark and myself. We're going to be recording our podcast live. We're going to be doing uh, some live improv shows, some panels. We're going to be around all weekend long. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash. We got this podcast. All the information is there. And if you don't listen to our podcast, uh, come check it out. It's called We Got This with Mark and Hal. It's myself and Mark Gagliardi from the Thrilling Adventure Hour. Welcome to Night Vale. Uh, Settling dumb arguments that people the care way too much about. The most important dumb arguments in the history of man. Yes. By the way, Hal, yes. I have most <laughs> of a pack of Twizzlers in my fridge that you have to take because they're poison. How dare you? <laughs> they're so gross. Why would you put them in the freezer? <laughs> no, they're people... in the fridge. Oh, they're in the fridge? That's even worse. <laughs> well, well, you can... you didn't even commit to putting them in the freezer. You just put them in some cold. You know not why? Not the most cold. Because I tried two of them because I haven't had them in years. And they're poisoned. Disgusting. Fine. Well, if you want to hear us rule on these things, <laughs> uh, we put out episodes every Wednesday at midnight Eastern time. It's on iTunes. It's also on uh, – we're part of the Maximum Fun Network. So you can go to MaximumFun.org and listen to us and a bunch of other great podcasts that are part of that family. And if people want to follow you on Facebook and Twitter, how do they find those things? They can follow me on Twitter at Hal Lublin, and they can uh, follow me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash – I believe it's Hal Lublin Official. Um, and also, if you, if you haven't listened to the Thrilly Adventure Hour, uh, I know the regular podcasts have just come to an end, but there are like 250 episodes to listen to. You can go back through, uh, I think, four or five years of the show, and they're not and, going anywhere. And it's amazing stuff. And um, uh, Holly had a minor meltdown when she didn't think that Moonshine Holler was going to have an ending. <laughs> and You and me both. I and it was serious trauma. Like I was, I I had to. It was bad. Yeah, it was really. Upsetting. It was, and it was amazing for me to watch because I'm a horrible person, and I like watching friends melt down about. Um, <laughs> very, and I will say this: very important, unimportant things like sure. Thrilling Adventure Hour was an amazing experience. If you mm-hmm. never got to see mm-hmm. the show live, and as evidenced by the fact that both Annie Savage and Hal Loveland decided to come to my living room. <laughs> To sit and watch Batman with us, it was amazingly <laughs> wonderful, kind people making the show as well, which just makes it better. Um, so yes, we th- we we wholly endorse Thrilling Adventure Hour, and uh, ha- and if you want to, you can also find uh, it's we got this tweets on Twitter, right? That is right. Oh, and Thrilling Adventure fans, I let me throw this out there. Uh, there's the if you're in the LA area, there's the boat show, uh, which is part of LA Podfest, is being performed. 
believe it's on Friday the 18th of uh, September that it's going to be live. Uh, they're going to live stream it. And if you're going to be in New York for New York Comic Con, there's a whole bunch of Thrilly Adventure Hour stuff happening there. So the show is over, but there's still stuff going on and... And uh, and all the people still go on, so there's plenty yes. of stuff to follow. We're all still um, alive. I will, I will throw <laughs> I will throw a mini plug out to Spontanea Nation because because yes. the current episode that's up right now has both Annie and Hal in it. True. And other episodes have Hal, and I think future episodes have Hal as well. Yes, and Annie. And Annie. Yes. We both appear a bunch. Yeah, I think I will be possibly not in this week's, but maybe next week's episode. They get recorded so far in advance, right? That. It's hard to keep track of, of when your stuff is coming out, but I it's man, what a great Which podcast. is the opposite of us it's when so we go, fun. Holy crap, we have to post tomorrow. Yeah. And, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's amazing stuff. It is an all improv uh comedy podcast. Uh for those people who are improvers like myself mm-hmm. and who love all the brilliant people that you didn't know were improvers, like everybody on Saturday Night Live and mm-hmm. um Obviously, everybody on SCTV, because I'm older than I look and than I am, and I loved SCTV. Uh, You're older than you are? Yes. Okay. I've been called an 80-year-old man for most of my life. Oh, well, yeah, so long. And uh, just amazing stuff, great to listen to. Um, and now we're going to plug Holly's stuff. You can find Holly on underscore awkward blonde on Twitter, which I keep track of because Holly doesn't remember it all the time. No idea. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to find us on the Twitters, um, I also have a Facebook. Oh, right. Holly has a Facebook. You can remember it. It's like a, that sounds like a like a film, like a romantic comedy. I Holly also... has a Facebook. <laughs> That's right. This fall. <laughs> That's just how the trailer starts. <laughs> it's a really In boring world. movie, and it's just me updating my status <laughs> and waiting for likes. It's a very sad, very sad film. You're like Kip Gerardo from uh, South Park. He was the kid who only had one Facebook friend. <laughs> and, uh, yes? And Stan was his friend? Yes. Or Kyle. No, Kyle was his friend and lost all his friends because of it. Right. Um, and uh, and you can find our podcast, on Batmania66, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can email us at batmania66mail at gmail.com. And you can find us on the iTunes. Please leave a review if you're enjoying the show. You can also find us on Podomatic.com slash Batmania66. Uh, with much thanks to Hal and greetings from Holly and Ben. We're just going to see... No, we're going to stop that. I'm not going to edit it out, but we'll fix it in post. Um, you're going to see us all <laughs> next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>